The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth. But no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. If you go way back in time, 2007, 2008, when I first started on radio, that was on Saturdays. It was called to action this week. And then we switched it when I went daily in uh, February of 2011. Then it became called to action today. And then industry experts told me that it should really be, Steve, nobody's tuning into the show because it's the call to action radio show. They're tuning in because it's you. So you should really change the name of the show, which I didn't like. But anyway, I did. But going back to 2007, 2008, uh, Michelle Woodhouse, welcome back. Uh, My radio fantasy back in the day was to actually shoot a cow in the studio at the beginning of the show. Uh, because we had the whole no sacred cows thing, and we had a scene from Napoleon Dynamite mm-hmm. where they the kids pull up in the school bus and they shoot the cow, and all the kids start screaming. So I had this sick, twisted idea of we we bring in a bunch of plastic sheeting inside the studio and we kill a cow. <clears throat> uh, obviously, we never did that. That might have been the end of my illustrious radio career. That probably would have been a bridge too far for some people. Happy New Year! How are you? How are I, your holidays? Our holidays were so great. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. They get shorter every year. Don't they? They do. It's ridiculous. They do, they do. And uh, having a college kid home for break was so fantastic. That's fun. And I'm reminded about the rising prices of groceries every two days. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. And my, you know, my my Chapel Hill kid is like, can you get the brown eggs and the- Oh, yes, of The course. vegan cheese. Of course, yes. that's how his mom eats as well, but it's all great. Yeah, it's not cheap to eat healthy. It is so expensive. It's so expensive. To eat healthy. Yeah. It is. But you know what? Got to do it. What are you going to do? All right. So we're, we're going to we go through. We save on haircuts. Today. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Today we're going to go on. Uh, uh, we'll look in the Wayback Machine. We're going to go through kind of, kind of the biggest stories of 2022. And we both have our top 10 list. I've got a much bigger list because like, like you, when I started looking back at everything, like, wow, I forgot about this. I forgot about that. Uh, So a crazy year. So we'll do that. We're also going to look forward into 2023. We'll talk a little bit about the state of North Carolina. But there is a historical event. I told my students before Christmas break, I said, keep your eye on January 3rd. It's going to get interesting fast. Uh, And here we are. And this hasn't happened in 100 years where we're on. We just passed the second no-go vote picking a Speaker of the House, uh, which I'm thrilled about because I don't think Kevin McCarthy is up to the job. Uh, but unprecedented, are you surprised at all? No, I'm not surprised, and I think it's great. I, I was listening to some talking heads in our drive over from the mountains, and you know they think this is chaos and horrible for the Republican Party, and I think this is exactly what the grassroots want to see happen in the swamp. They, yeah. Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, and Ronna McDaniel failed the American people in the midterms because they didn't deliver. Yeah. And... And McCarthy's hearing about it, 20 people voting against him, and it didn't budge on the second vote. I think it's exactly what needs to happen, and let's see what what happens when they come out of this recess. Will McCarthy fold up his tent? Is he locked in? And we're going to just continue to have these votes. Uh, Staffers are saying, get ready. It could go into the weekend. But I don't don't see any of those 20 people 
changing their position. Um, a name that I'm hearing out there now is Patrick McHenry right here from North Carolina. Yeah, who's a good guy. And uh, and I know our mutual friend Dan Bishop is standing strong. He's said, he's said this for a while now. He's going nowhere on the Kevin McCarthy vote. And, and if you're going to talk about cleaning out the swamp, well, you need to clean out swamp monsters. And Kevin McCarthy is one of them. Well, absolutely. And, you know, the, if if you look at the government and, and like Trump or dislike Trump, one of the best things President Trump did is he looked at the government like a business. Yeah. And if you don't deliver, your three top executives don't get promoted. They get fired. fired. Right. Right. Exactly. And Mitch McConnell has continued to show exactly who he is. And the Senate's going to put him right back in. Um, but the only chance that we have is McCarthy and Ronna McDaniel. So let's see what happens. And if Kevin can't get this vote, which it doesn't look like he's going to, how are they going to get anything done? Right. And so even if he crawls across the finish line, battered and bruised with the 218 that he needs, we need to be prepared that they're going to do nothing for the next two well, years. Well, I mean, thank, thank you, Ditch McConnell and the, and the Republicans that voted in the Senate for that big train wreck omnibus bill because that locks government spending conversations out of Congress for the next 12 months. Yep. So the only thing the Republicans can do in the House is investigate, which I'm excited about and I hope they do. Uh, but they can't do anything in terms of runaway, uh, ongoing runaway, reckless spending, immoral spending by the federal government because Ditch McConnell locked them out of the conversation. Well, and did McConnell do that on purpose to block Kevin McCarthy from becoming a speaker? <laughs> Right. What what's the seventh grade cheerleading camp drama <laughs> there? And and I think the American oh. people are looking at this saying, This is why we need a complete overhaul. This is why we need term limits. Yeah. This is just absolute and utter nonsense. Business as usual. Which is no business. Which is no business. Correct. So all right, here let me I'm gonna go through just I'm gonna just jump through this giant list that I came up with first and then we're gonna go through the top ten. We'll compare your list to mine. And then we'll talk some North Carolina stuff, and then we'll look ahead into 2023. But I'm going to work backwards. This is in no particular order. Uh, the gay marriage protection bill passed. Mass shootings. We had a bunch of those. The Walmart, the club, uh, the gay club, the uh, UVA shooting, the Raleigh shooting. That was five dead here. We got more. And, of course, Uvalde's out there. Pelosi steps down. The FTX collapse. Meta and Facebook is down 63% this year. Go woke, go broke. That's Disney down 43%. Alex Jones, the jury awarded $965 million. That's a big deal because he's a talk radio kind of guy. And then the judge tacked on another $473 million in punitive damages. I've never seen that before. Z- uh, Zawahiri, who a lot of people have forgot about, one of the masterminds behind 9-11. They whacked him with a drone strike. That was in July. Crypto tanks, that happened in June, May 14th, Buffalo supermarket shooting. Remember that one? Ten dead. Uh, all federal, ra- federal raises rates. The Fed raised the rates seven times this year, Michelle. In January of 22, a year ago, it was at 0.08%. Today, in case you hadn't noticed, it's at 4.5%, which is 56 times higher. 56 times higher than it was a year ago. Uh, Sandy Hook settlement, Remington Arms. This is a big deal. A lot of people didn't talk about this. Remington Arms pays $73 million to the families of the Sandy Hook shooting. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. Uh, Hurricane Ian, of course, that was September. Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. That was in May. Uh, Inflation pretty much every month. The slap heard around the world. That was in April. Uh, a, A monumental $2 billion Powerball winning. One ticket winner in California. That was in November. Mar-a-Lago raid, Uvalde, Texas, Katanji Brown, James Webb, Artemis One, No Red Wave, Trump announces crime, border, Queen's death, 
Musk buys Twitter. Russia invades Ukraine. Roe overturned. We'll work our way to the top 10. I'm here with my good friend, Michelle Woodhouse. This is Steve Noble. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll be right back. What else is new? Welcome back. It's Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show. Happy New Year 2023. Can you believe it? January 3rd, 2023 here with my good friend, Michelle Woodhouse. Uh, good friend, more, uh, more importantly, sister in Christ. Oh, we're looking at the top stories of 2022. I just went through this big, giant list. And a lot of that stuff, we, we just forget. Things come and they go, and the, the news cycle is so voracious, Michelle, that things come and they go. They're, they're only there for a few days in a lot of cases or a couple of weeks. Some of these have, have gone on and on and on, but a lot of them have not. They kind of come and go, and, <clears throat> and our news cycle is just voracious and just swallows stuff up. It's really kind of crazy. So... Let's go uh, through our top 10 list. Let's start with uh, yours, and let's go from the from number 10 down to number one. And okay. we'll, we'll have some comments on here, and then I'll – when I have them, and I have them maybe at a different level, I'll, I'll say where I had them. But this is all personal opinion, so it's not like there's a right or wrong answer. There we go. And, and as we dig into the top 10, I will say that uh, the – House of Representatives is on round three. Of oh, they the are. Speaker They're on vote. No, number three now. Wow. And uh, there's been nominations of Kevin McCarthy and Jim Jordan. And Representative Andy Ogles from Tennessee is abstaining in round three, who had been previously <laughs> supporting Kevin McCarthy. So buckle wow, up. We might have a speaker by Valentine's Day. And this hasn't happened for 100 years. 100 years. I do not know what happens uh, in the meantime. Let's say it takes them two months. What, no I mean, what do they do? I mean, they're going to have to – do they have committees? It's not like the Speaker, the speaker of the House calls all the committees. He puts people in charge. I mean, what do you do? No committee assignments and uh, – No know, investigations. No nothing, nothing. Nothing, right? And, you know, I was thinking about what do they do? And if, if this was 150 years ago, they'd probably duel on the floor. <laughs> right, right, right. The, which, isn't, which isn't a bad idea. Aside from the obvious loss of life, it's not a terrible idea. No. Maybe just let them do cage boxing or something, cage fighting. What? Okay, number 10 for you. What do you, what do you think? The Idaho murderers. Yeah, so why? That's obvious. And thank God they, they brought a guy in. You know, he was a uh, PhD student at a local college. And they brought him in. He was in Pennsylvania. So wh why do you think that one is such a big deal? Well, you know, I, I think for me, probably having a college student, mm. this one really struck for me. But it was such a big story to end the year. And we looked at these four young lives that were just snuffed out for no yeah. reason. I mean, brutal, brutal, crazy brutal murder. murders of these four college students in a pretty quiet oh. college town. And nobody would ever know it's there. Moscow, uh, Idaho. Right. Absolutely. And my guess is that police force hadn't investigated one murder, let alone four. Oh. And to see the um, the outcrying of calling for justice mm -hmm. and what they were going to do. So it just was yeah. it was in the forefront of the news cycle for really the yeah, last, last two six, months. Yeah, last two months. Right. Because that so was early November. That's my number 10. All right. Keep going. Number nine is Donald Trump. And under that, which aspect of well, there we go. So I have <laughs> subcategories. Oh, okay. Here okay. We go. So we have the the Mar-a-Lago raid. Yep, that made my list. That was number seven for um, me. The announcement that wasn't an announcement, right? With Trump, I'm running again, and nobody really what do you mean, cared. The, yeah, nobody really paid attention. That was a big. Well, and I could put that the, was a nothing burger. What were those cards that he launched? His big announcement. Oh NFTs? yeah, he's a big announcement. NFTs, non fungible. I mean, how like, many people had to Google what an NFT was? I did. I had no idea what that. Anybody meant. over the age of 
28. Yeah, because I'm sure lots of people under 28 voted for Donald Trump. Um, and and the dinner party, that was the disaster. When you have the anti-Semite, oh. uh, Nazi, and um, <laughs> and Kanye for yeah. dinner. Yeah. So, you know, I think Trump, and that's just like kind of a quick glance at Donald Trump. Is he erasing Trump. his relevance? I think his base has dwindled and continues to dwindle. We had friends over for dinner, another person had run for Congress in the 11th and their significant other and another couple, all Trump supporters. And we just kind of did a round robin at the table. DeSantis, 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 Mm. around the table. And it wasn't about Trump's policies because I think his policies were spot on. And and he stayed true to the conservative platform. He's just gotten out so far over his skis. And as we've talked about, 2016, he ran for the right reason to save this country from Hillary Clinton. Praise God that he did yeah, that. Absolutely. Twenty twenty he ran to continue those great policies and drain the swamp. But this time it's vitriol. And oh, we don't yeah. need yeah. we're watching He's the captain of uh get even. Right. We're watching reality T V play out right now oh, in the yeah. House of Representatives. Yeah. We don't need any more of that. So he was my number nine. Number eight was the Uvalde shootings yes. and the other mass shootings. And probably Uvalde was the to me the that was horrible horrible little kids. Yeah. And Two teachers. We had one here, you and know, Molly. The other thing with Uvalde was the absolute bumbling of the whole situation by police. And the one guy whose kid was inside who wanted to get in there and they wouldn't let him. I think that's one of the things that's been the biggest downside in the last couple of years since uh, Floyd uh, in in the whole BLM thing is cops are now so afraid of people filming them. And and. I can't blame them to a certain extent. But at some point, you're at an elementary school and kids are being shot. Who cares what social media is going to say? Get in there there. and get those babies. Well, you know, I was thinking about this as I was working on my list. Um, I grew up in the neighboring town to Oxford, Michigan, where they had a mass shooting um, that would have been in 2021. Remember when Columbine happened Mm -hmm. and it was so startling? It startled America to our core. It really did. Um, And now I think we're almost becoming numb to these shootings. Uvalde was a 30-day story. Well, and and much of it was about the the blunders of the police department. But um, and I think one of the one of the dads or a husband of the teacher charged in and was able to save some Mm -hmm. children while the police were out there trying to figure out what to do and. You know, sometimes imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. Right. Get That's in there right. and save those babies. Number seven for me was Queen Elizabeth, her death. Which was huge. Huge. Longest serving monarch. Um, I think, as we talked about uh, off air, um, the Woodhouses binged the crown. <laughs> and I have to say. The nobles have watched all the crown as well. I we love watched it. Down, da- down the Abbey was the Jenga piece that started all that. Uh, because you just become fascinated with the way Britain used to run and to a certain extent with the royal family, the way it still runs. And for me, as somebody that teaches U.S. history now, I, I look at that as an origin story for us. But but that was a massive story when, when Queen Elizabeth died. Well, and Charles had been waiting, especially if you've watched The Crown. And if you haven't, I encourage all listeners, watch The Crown. Bin, binge watch that <laughs> as you're watching the Republicans bare knuckle fight on the floor of, yes. of the House of Representatives. But when I think Prince Charles didn't think it was going to take no. this long. Right. And so he was ready. He was ready. Remarkable. He was ready. And so I, th- I think her death. The way she served, um, oh yeah, getting through the jubilee and then you know passing away, and and her and Philip's love story, I thought I just, it's, yeah, you know, it was a great story. It got you. It got me. Um, 
number six is Elon Musk and Twitter. Mm. and Which is an unfolding story. Absolutely. In the Twitter files, I think we've seen seven. And then he just teased something the other day about Fauci. Well, I love the way that he just, was he going to be able to do it? Was mm-hmm. he not? Was he? Was he? Was he? Right. Was he not? And then when he shows up and he's basically just starts firing people and says, we're not doing, there is a First Amendment. We are going to honor it. This is nonsense. And and he is very methodical in what he's rolling out. And Elon Musk has the kind of money he can do whatever right. he wants. Oh, yeah. He's I, no longer the wealthiest man on the planet. He lost the title. He did. Uh, well, he's just spent $44 billion. He's cashing out a Tesla stock like crazy in the last 60 days because well. he's got to uh, fund his uh, Twitter purchase. But, yeah, there's a lot more in that, which we'll pick up and we'll continue on the list, the biggest stories from 2022. We will, in the last segment, look forward into this year, 2023, what might be on the horizon. This is Steve Noble talking to my friend Michelle Woodhouse on The Steve Noble Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. As we move into the new year, January 3rd, 2023, here with my friend Michelle Woodhouse talking about our top 10 stories for the year. Uh, recap where you were because you started at 10. You're working your way down. Then we'll, I'll throw my list in there and then we'll, uh, we're just kind of jiving back and forth on these. And then we'll talk about 2023 and what's going on in North Carolina. But start from 10 and just Idaho murder. Yep. Idaho murders Trump et al. Um, the Uvalde school shooting. Queen Elizabeth's death, Elon Musk. Elon Musk, right, with buying Twitter. And why do you think that's important? I'm with you. I had that up pretty high. Well, for me, I think it's the – there's been so many conversations around social media – and, and social media using their platform mm-hmm. to silence conservative voices yep. and to target conservatives and to marginalize conservatives and to be able to use what's supposed to be a free speech platform to drive a political and social narrative, a woke narrative. And he exposed that's exactly yeah. what happened. There and was, you know what's happening at Twitter is happening at Facebook and it's happening at Instagram and it's happening at YouTube. 100%. So it's all over the place. We're just getting to see this one particular aspect. And just like what the... Uh, Hunter Biden laptops polls showed that if uh, you would have changed the presidential election result if the Hunter Biden laptop stuff had blown up there in October uh, right before the election because enough people would have been like "Mm." and Donald Trump would probably be the president today. Absolutely. And I guarantee you if he was the son of a Republican former vice president. Oh baby. uh, Exactly. And People can say, well, if it was one of Trump's kids. I don't. It doesn't matter. It could have been one of Any George Bush's right. kids doesn't or matter. Mitt Romney's right. kids. Well, they're much better at playing that game. Well, yes. So it is what um, it is. number five for yes. me is Ukraine. And this has been, an, for me personally, kind of an interesting thing because early on, I really supported America supporting the efforts there. But now what we're finding out is we, when you have Zelensky coming to the floor of the <laughs> House of Representatives yeah, – yeah looking like he stepped off the set of MASH, like a remake of MASH, <laughs> and getting love and hugs and oh, yeah. accolades. Lots. This man just shut down churches in his country. He has, he is a dictator, 100% a dictator, and we are funding that war mm-hmm. blindly. Blindly. And when no accountability, Senator Marsha Blackburn and I will give our own Senator Tom Tillis. I don't give him a lot of accolades, but I will in this case. When the two of them bring to the Senate floor, we want an audit of every dollar, and it doesn't get traction. Right. That is a problem. Oh yeah, that is a problem. And Ukraine was uh, 
remarkably corrupt already. Absolutely. And Russia should not have been invading. But right, that, of course. It's, that's not our war. To, we have spent countless billions of dollars, and we're nowhere being done oh, no. in what we're spending. And we're worried about uh, border integrity for Ukraine. Correct. When our border on the southern border is just a wide open train wreck. Absolutely. Human destruction right and left all over the place. Okay, keep going. Number four is the economy. Yep. And um, and I would put in that under that, again, some subcategories of, can you believe that in 2022, American mothers could not get baby formula? Yeah, wasn't that wild back in April or May, whenever that was? Well, and now you can't get antibiotics. Yeah. Uh, or cough medicine. And um, Any medicine-related problem like that generally goes back to China, who has such a huge portion of the market. Well, Because we don't want somebody in the White House anymore that will go to war with China over economic policies and trade. Well, and, and that's, I think, to me, one of the biggest mistakes that Donald Trump made during uh, early on during COVID was being able to stand firm because China put him over a barrel because that's where our medication was yeah, coming oh, yeah, from. Absolutely. Well, guess what? Open up some factories and start mm-hmm. producing some amoxicillin. Yeah, how about that? Right? And, and you know, we, we still, I think in 2023, one of our stories that I think will be interesting to follow because it's kind of been pushed onto the back burner is when does China make their move on Taiwan? Yeah. And we were supposed to be making chips sometime in 2021 or 2022 in preparation and we're nowhere. And we're nowhere near. Not that. even close. Yeah, that's a big problem. Number three is the border crisis. Yep. Um, and I think... Which is a humanitarian, for me, first and foremost, it's a humanitarian crisis on a number of different levels. Mm -hmm. Second, it's about a a national integrity of your borders, which the Bible, by the way, endorses. Otherwise, you would never have the story in the Old Testament during the Exodus when Moses is leading uh, a million plus people going towards the promised land. And then at one point he comes up to a country and God instructs him, ask for permission to walk through. And if they don't give it to you, then walk around, which was God endorsing. Uh, structural integrity of a nation's borders right there in the Old Testament in, in early on in the Old Testament. So there's nothing wrong with America protecting her border. Well, and if we don't have a border, we don't have a country. Right, exactly. And these are, you know, if we could get the stay in Mexico policies back in place, oh, man. because this isn't about refugees. These are not people fleeing. Right. Um, because if you're fleeing as a refugee, then the first country, the first country you come to, is where you find right. your protection. That's right. But if you're coming from Honduras and Guatemala through Mexico, right, just walking Six, in, eight, twelve hundred miles, absolutely, and very dangerous, by the way. And and I believe, candidly, my opinion is 2023 will be worse oh, yeah. for the border, sure. which is unbelievable because we've got Republicans led by our own Senator Tom Tillis here in North Carolina who want to put in place amnesty. And you look at the in Arizona, they put those um, storage. They yeah. kind of built their own wall yeah. with yeah. the with the storage containers, yeah. and now they're taking it down, which is unbelievable. Right? Oh, absolutely! Total a total violation of federalism and the federal government. If they're not going to protect your border and you're a border state, you do it yourself. Well, and we're both parents of girls. I if we lived in a border, oh my, I goodness. would never let my daughter out of the house. No way. Because no. we know they're getting kidnapped, human trafficked. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. And so... The vast majority of people coming over the southern border, 
just want a better economic life for themselves. And that's contrary to the narrative that America is the worst country on the planet, right? Because why would people still come here? But it's everything else that comes in, all the riffraff that comes in with that and all the human tragedy that's going on there with sex trafficking, human trafficking in general, fentanyl, which mm-hmm. we is, is an epic proportion at this point. The southern border is killing people on all kinds of levels on both sides of the border. Uh, and then ultimately, of course, Democrats, I had this conversation with, with students. Ultimately, why would Democrats want southern border open? Because they know the vast majority of those people, if, they, if we give them amnesty, then they're going to vote. And they're going to vote for who? They're going to vote Democrats. That's why I think Trump was scary for them, because he started to pull more Latino vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if all of a sudden the Latinos coming in were going to vote Republican, you'd see the border shut down pretty Absolutely. Fast. They would get a handle on that. They okay, would. keep going. Number two is the red wave that wasn't. <laughs> right, yeah. The big fizz. That, and I guess we're watching that play out right mm-hmm. now because I think Kevin McCarthy planned on enough of a buffer that the 20 that we're not, we're not going to vote for, for him yeah. as speaker, he had a little wiggle room. No wiggle room. Right. And I, I'm watching as the votes are coming in on this third round, and he's lost some votes. Wow, it's going down. It's going downhill quickly, so let's see what happens. If you could pick anybody in the House of Representatives to be the Speaker of the House, who would it be? Chip Roy. There you go. Bada bing, bada boom. Not, not do you even, think they're going to come around and dump Kevin yes. and then put somebody else up? I do. I, do. I think so. That's I th- something to pray for. And, and I think if, if you are Kevin McCarthy, after your third round, do you just keep putting the caucus through this? Right. Because at some point you have to see the writing on the wall and say, I, I can't win. Well, There's if, no path to victory. If it's anything like his, his uh, pseudo buddy, Donald Trump, his ego will not allow him Will not to. allow it. Well, and if McCarthy is somehow able to sway some of these votes over to him, I mean, he'll, he only can lose five, right? He's yeah. got to pick up right. now, I think, 15 based on the last vote count. If he's able to do that, what kind of retaliation is going to come to the Matt Getzes, the oh, Dan yeah. Bishops, oh, the Chip Roys? That stood up. That in, oh, and yeah. uh, so they're going to pay a cost. They are. They are. And let's not forget, there's a reason Kevin wasn't put in as speaker. There was a reason Paul Ryan became the Speaker of the House and, and not McCarthy. I don't think he's ever had the support that he thought that he had. Um, but it's going to be very fascinating yep. to watch and see what happens. We'll keep an eye on it. And number one is um, obviously the overturning of Roe v. Wade in the Dobbs case. And and I think we'll, we're going to dig into that and talk about it. I think it's your number one yeah. also. But you look at North Carolina, and I was having a conversation with someone about this uh, just yesterday, that people often say in politics, because you know I love to talk about that, what George Santos did in New York doesn't really impact me. And mm-hmm. what's happening here in California, that doesn't impact me. Well, if you live in the state of North Carolina... The status, the General Assemblies in South Carolina and Tennessee that have put in place heartbeat and born alive yep. bills, yep. those votes are affecting us right here in North Carolina because we have, we have in essence become a destination oh. state for abortion. We're an abortion vacation destination state. Unbelievable. And then you can thank uh, Cooper for that because Cooper's going to veto anything. And then you've got a bunch of Republicans that are afraid to go uh, for the jugular on that issue. And I do think that. As much as I didn't want the overturning of Roe to drive what happened in November, I think that was under the under the radar screen a little bit. I think a lot of people are freaked out about that because the vast majority of Americans do not want abortion made illegal. Well, and Democrats controlled the narrative completely. Yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. Republicans just ran from it. Well, and when af- when that memo leaked, initially when the memo leaked out of the Supreme Court, I thought it was a liberal justice's staffer. 
Now, in hindsight, I'm wondering, was that someone who worked with one of the conservative justices? Well, that was, yeah. Now, I didn't even put that on the list. It probably should have been on the list. The leak? That was almost unprecedented. The leak, the thing that really is raising my temperature up right now, Michelle, is the fact that they haven't, quote unquote, caught anybody. Or if they did, then they've dealt with it quietly. And that person needed a public flogging, so to speak. Well, and maybe that leak was an opportunity for conservatives to say, get it together, get your message, get a microphone, and start fighting for these unborn babies. Yeah, we'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. It is January 3rd. We're looking back at 2022. Almost done with that with my good friend Michelle Woodhouse. And then we'll turn the corner. We'll talk some North Carolina politics, what's going on in this state. And then uh, 2023, what might be on the horizon here. I'm just going to go uh, from 1 to 10 on my list because our lists overlap, overlapped a lot. Uh, number one, the same. Roe Falls. That, that's a 50-year precedent. 62 million dead babies. Uh, just to see the... I. The, Full admittance confession here. I never thought I would see that happen in my lifetime and owe me of little faith and praise the Lord for that. Now it's back to the states. I actually think it should still be a federal issue. I think it should be outlawed federally. I don't think this is a state's issue because it goes right to the heart of the Constitution and the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so uh, I'll, I'll take the win of Roe over overturning, but I think that should be a federal issue. I think it should be outlawed nationwide. And number two, just because of its impact on a lot of different levels, I put Russia invades Ukraine at number two, and that's going to unfold. Will, will we get to a ceasefire this year? I mean, yeah. We'll see what Putin does because he's got Europe over a bucket uh, this this winter. So that's going to be crazy. I put num- uh, the economy as number three on any number of levels, especially I mentioned this earlier, have been seven rate hikes. The rate a year ago, friends, was 0.08%. That was the federal rate. 0.08. It wasn't even 1%. Now it's 4.5%. That's 56 times higher. Seven rate uh, increases in the last 12 months. That's uh, almost unprecedented. We haven't seen an economy like this since 1980. Okay, so that's why I put there uh, the economy number three. Must buys Twitter at number four. The border chaos at number five. Uh, no red wave, number six. I, I, let me just ask you this real quick. How much do you think the abortion issue had with the no red wave? I think it was a huge impact. Um, it, abortion was on the ballot. You look at yeah, places oh yeah. like Michigan, where if there was an abortion referendum, some kind of oh, legislative man. action, Democrats won handily because um, they did a much better, oh, yeah. much better job of getting a message out. Carpe diem. They seized the day on A hundred percent. And you know what's really fascinating? When you look at, when you talk about the rate hikes and the economy, and I know we both have, it's a, it's a huge, huge issue, oh, huge. but it didn't matter. I mean, people crazy? didn't blame Biden. They didn't blame the current administration for the failures economically. That, that shows you on a spiritual level the size of the idol that is killing children. Absolutely. That shows you that that I, I can be going broke. The average family in America spent over $6,000 last year for the same stuff they bought in 2021, over $6,000. That's the direct impact of the inflation, which is a, a bigger tax on poor people. But that wasn't as big. That wasn't as big a deal to them as protecting the right of states to kill babies. And that God's wrath is being stored up. Just remember that. America is not going to escape that. Uh, The border chaos, no red wave. Mar-a-Lago raid because that was unprecedented. Uh, And that's going to give, again, the FBI. We could have put the FBI in here in general. That that's a beast that's out of control. Uh, Trump's announcement. And the reason I put it on there is because it wasn't 
It was a big dud. Mm -hmm. uh, the one that I had on my list that you didn't have on your list, but, and this might be because I'm a geek and we have all this Star Wars stuff in here. The James Webb Telescope started broadcasting and taking uh, radio wave pictures that are unprecedented. Nobody's we've never seen anything like that. That was back in, uh, I think, January or February. And then Artemis 1. Artemis 1 was the rocket that just went back to the moon. They're getting ready in two years to actually land back on the moon. That was 50 years. We haven't seen that in 50 years. Same thing with Roe versus Wade. So when I look at this, because I'm teaching history now and I'm going to add world history in the fall, uh, I, I tend to think kind of historical. Because I would ask my, I ask my students every two weeks, is there anything that happened recently in the news that you think is going to be in a history book in the next 20 years, 30 years, 40 years? And I'm pushing them to not spend all their time on TikTok. And then the last one I had, number 10, was Go Woke, Go Broke. Disney went down 43% last year. And the whole trans conversation, I think, has gotten to a point of no return. And, and the culture, I think, is going to start turning on it. I think the culture is going to transition away from transitioning. I hope so. And uh, we'll see what happens there. But that was a big deal. Okay. Uh, 2023, the look ahead. Let's talk about North Carolina first. So you want to talk about North Carolina politics for a couple minutes? And sure. We'll throw, them, so throw some things out there because we're not prognosticating. Neither one of us is a prophet, and I don't want to get it wrong and get stoned. So uh, North Carolina politics. I think uh, now that Republicans have control of the Supreme Court, it's going to be That's huge, huge, huge um, as far as what happens with Moore versus Harper, how redistricting goes, how bold do the Republicans in the General Assembly get when they redraw the maps. I do think the lame duck Democrat held Supreme Court um, played chess when we were playing checkers oh, yeah. in um, throwing out the Sen the North Carolina Senate maps. Because until those get righted based on that um, legal decision, then anything that comes out of the North Carolina Senate, is it, is it fruit of the poisonous tree? Right, is it now right. unconstitutional because the North Carolina Supreme Court of December said those maps were unconstitutional? Right. So it becomes very, very interesting. And remember, the Senate is the, is the chamber where they have the veto-proof super they have the super majority right. in the senate not in the house, not in the house. so that one's going to be i think really fascinating to watch um how how do they do the maps for both the general assembly and the congressional maps um and then how involved is the supreme court now held by republicans yeah. by a republican majority and you don't have re republican judges don't legislate from the bench and so what will that supreme court do mm -hmm. and how much will the general assembly push on them to do that's going to be fascinating um, the primaries are already in full swing. January 3rd, we already have two Republicans who have announced to run for lieutenant governor. Um, two people, three people or so that are not officially announced but are running on the gubernatorial side. A couple other people. Mark Robinson's going to run, Mark Robinson. Obviously. I think Dale Falwell's going to run. Um, does Tom Tillis get into Dale that Falwell race? Dale Falwell is the... North Carolina treasurer. Treasurer, thank yeah. you. And He's done a great job. Amazing, amazing. But who else jumps into that? Um and and I think, did you say Tillis? I think Tillis is going to. I think you know. So I cannot stand Tillis. So here's kind of the interesting thing that I think the establishment group is looking at. They see Mark Robinson and, and Dale Falwell as both far right candidates. Oh yeah, that'll absolutely. split the vote, yeah. right? You know, and probably based on polling that we've seen that we have seen so far, Robinson getting about eighty percent of that far right segment of the party. Then you put somebody in like a Tom Tillis who is a moderate, and does does that set up better to win a general right, election, right? right? Which I, I find, you know, repugnant because either, either, either you're a conservative who stands true right, on right. the fiscal responsibility, on the 
um, the pro-life, the pro-personal responsibility. Either you support that platform or you don't. Yeah. It's it isn't you can't be kind of. Yeah. It's like being kind of pregnant. They're you're either playing around with that You're either in or you're not in. Yeah. And so that one will be really interesting. Who's going to run for the Democrats for governor? Josh Stein. Josh Stein. But and what are, unopposed for the most part. Probably they'll clear the field. They're yeah. excellent at oh, yeah, that. So, so good at that. I think what we'll watch happen in North Carolina is one, what is the role of the Supreme Court? Number two, how do the Republicans use the authority they now have in the General Assembly, uh, a, one law that went into place today, which is great, is being able to really revoke a lot of the emergency order powers yeah. that Cooper's had in place for two years. Yeah. So how well do Republicans navigate the General Assembly in order to get legislation? And one of the things I'm watching for, and I think all conservatives should really be paying very close attention to, is Republicans closed out 2022 in the Senate pushing Medicaid expansion and yeah. medical marijuana. Yeah. They need to immediately stop that and take up the Born Alive bill and the transgender sports bill. Yeah. And that's going to be – where are they going to go? Are they going to go more yeah, moderate? That's a, that's a big marker to put down. You're either going to go uber conservative or you're going to go more moderate. If you're going to go more moderate than Tom Tillis. Then why bother, yeah, yeah. right? So Crazy. I think the, the, it'll be interesting to watch. And then yeah. the whole council of state will be up. We're going to have 14 congressional races. Um, who's at the top? Yeah. You know, what happens if, if, if we have the wrong people at the top of the ballot in North Carolina, North Carolina becomes a um, – a swing state Yikes. and a battleground yeah, state in a way that's going to be really scary. Yeah, we don't want that. All right, so looking ahead this year, uh, what are some of the things that you're on, on your radar screen just as we look ahead? Well, you know, are we ever going to have a Speaker of the House? I mean, let's <laughs> right. let's start like one. what's happening yep. today. Um, you, you know, I, I think it's how does um, how do Republicans that we've taken the House, how do we at the federal level work in that space? Right. I think that's going to be interesting. Watching what states do because of the Roe mm-hmm. um, decision, I still don't think that's com- completely. No, that battle will continue. Continue. That'll continue. Uh, continue on. What happens at the border? What's going to happen with crime? Yeah. Um, and we had some across this country some great victories on school boards. I know mm-hmm. it didn't happen here oh, in yeah. Wake County, yep. but we had some great victories in North Carolina and across this yep. country. Are we going to see a shift back to classical education with our children, getting this woke nonsense out of the classrooms? I think you'll see it in areas. And what kind of parental opportunities are going to be put in place where the school district stops trying Mm -hmm. to parent our children? And uh, is this trans? Are we going to see a shift in the transgender? Yeah, I think the economy, you alluded to this earlier today. I think it's going to be worse. It's going to get worse. It is. You're start getting into mm-hmm. a lot of layoffs. We've already seen some of that, but that's going to get worse. The Twitter files, that's that's an open question. Uh, he mentioned, uh, must mention something about Fauci in the last few days. So that's like I'm dreaming about that. Uh, what do the Republicans in the House do since they can't touch spending because they just got locked out of that for 12 months? Uh, presidential primary is going to heat up. Are we going to see the total implosion of Donald Trump? And he can't even win a primary? That'll be interesting. CNN. Had a terrible year. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, a lot of people are not paying attention to this. This is talk about Fox News. Uh, Dominion Smartmatic lawsuits or a billion dollar plus lawsuits against Fox News and other conservative groups. And that's going forward. Those are huge lawsuits. Huge. Again, that's kind of dealing with the space of uh, reporting the news that goes back to uh, the Twitter 
Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, kind of digital uh, democracy out there. So we'll watch that one. Of course, Ukraine, what's going to happen there? Uh, the one thing I do know for sure, Michelle Woodhouse in 2023, is God is still on the throne and he rules the entire universe for all time with his feet up. He's going to just picture him on the throne and his feet are on a step stool. And he's not pulling his hair. He's not thinking about 2022 and 2023 and what's going to happen next. And that allows me to look at the news of the day in light of his sovereignty and sleep well at night. Absolutely. Because the king is on the throne and the kingdom will be reestablished on this earth. Another program powered by the Truth Network.